everybody. Welcome to Marriage on the Rocks. This is episode 162. I'm Seth. I'm Crystal. Every week we uh, have a drink with our discussion, and this week we're actually uh, using a uh, bottle of whiskey that was given to me by our good friends Mikey and Angie for my birthday. Yeah. It's, uh, same old Moses. It's actually uh, bottled out here in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, it's really, well, the bottle itself is really pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we we posted a uh, reel with us pouring it. So, um, yeah, you, if you guys want to have a sip with us <laughs> or whenever, uh, grab, grab your bottle. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's darker. It's more of like an amber color. Yeah, it's like, it's it's really pretty. But yeah. Like a dark amber, but it's it's got a good smell. It's got a good taste. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. We've mm-hmm. been having it neat mm-hmm. like every day. I think since we got it, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. So good stuff. Yes, 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 yes. So this week we are gonna be telling you all about the seven people you should never discuss your relationship with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth came across a. I don't if it was an article or if it I was like a po- it was like a video i think it was a video or something i can't, i wish i remembered exactly what it was but um i i, I almost positive it was an article really yeah that like linked to something and it wasn't this it was just yeah it was something else something was said that made me think of this uh-huh. like oh i bet this would be good but it really wasn't even mm-hmm. indirectly towards it. it was weird. I don't yeah. I, I don't remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're like, do you think we could talk about this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, kind of spin it or whatever and uh and so yeah, here we are telling you about uh maybe it was something about like they were confiding in somebody maybe about this and I was like, I don't think that's a good idea and I was like, oh, wait. I don't think all these are a good idea. Mm-hmm. What if we said this yeah or something i don't know yeah maybe i don't i don't remember i wish i remember no. where, where do thoughts even come from <laughs> so yeah uh we yeah we we just decided to talk about it we talked about it ourselves kind of preparing for the episode and just really thought about like who are those people that mm-hmm. you don't want to discuss your or you shouldn't not you that you don't want to because i think that a lot of people just openly discuss things with people that they should not be talking to this all of this about mm-hmm. with <laughs> um and so like i don't know because we've seen it all the time like we've seen people do this or you know like not even like talking to us about it but like us observing them talking to other people Mm -hmm. that they should not be telling this information to right um so uh we came up with a list and uh again like i guess it's obviously the seven Mm -hmm. (laughs) people and the first one is kind of i i think it's an obvious one yeah which is your ex any well, kind of ex. We have already stated on here that you should not be friends with your ex. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have a relationship with them. You shouldn't be communicating with them. You shouldn't be doing anything outside no. of if you have a child with them concerning that child. Everything else, there's no need for. Right. Yeah, I know. And so it's funny because like even talking about that, like 
uh, I was like, you know, there's exes that you see that they are like, um, they'll be, they'll have kids with Mm -hmm. one another and they'll be talking to their ex about the kids. But then all of a sudden, like something comes out about their relationship Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, oh my gosh, like. I know that you were a pain in the ass, but geez, this isn't anything compared to what she's doing to me right now, mm-hmm. or he is, you know. And um, even even you kind of dealt with that with with your ex too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saying something to me about what she was going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, once again, I I don't see why you would want to talk relationship stuff with your ex well, in any way, shape, or form. Anyway, I think that. The, I think some people think that they, they, they know them, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know me. So like, you should like, I don't know, almost like, what do you, do you think that? Well, it's I'm, usually not that they want advice. Uh-huh. I know. And, and, that, and, that's it what, and I wanted to make sure we, we clarified that this is not, is, is advice in here a little bit? Yes. But, but it's not about it's not called who to not take advice from. Uh-huh. It's who you should not be discussing your relationship problems with. With, period. And it's, so it may not even be out of advice. It may just be venting. It may just be an offhanded comment. It uh-huh. may be a conversation without looking for a resolve recommendation to the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think, that, I don't think most exes are like, hey, I'm having a problem with my current boyfriend. Can you give me a... Mm-hmm. Because if they were going to listen to you in the first place, you probably wouldn't have become exes. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they obviously have shit listening skills. Mm-hmm. So that's usually not what it is. It's usually kind of what you said initially. Oh my gosh, I know this used to annoy me that you do, but it's nothing compared to what mm-hmm. this new guy's doing. Yeah, and it usually, from their perspective, it stops there. Uh huh. The reason that I mean, even outside of the philosophical differences that you should not be talking to your ex about anything. Period. Mm-hmm. Aside, there's nothing good that's going to benefit your current relationship from that conversation in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I know. So, like, what's the point <laughs> of of sharing any kind of thing with your ex? Mm-hmm. Even even good things. Right. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, they don't, they don't need to know. I don't care how sincere or how helpful that ex may be on the surface, or even if they give you good advice. There's a part of them that is so overjoyed that you're having relationship issues. Mm-hmm. It, you, they can't help but be biased. It's not their fault. They can't help but be biased. Even if what they say is like, well, you know, I know you're going with this with your new girlfriend, and you can be a little overbearing, so I would just watch that. Mm-hmm. It may sound like good sound advice. Be like, hey, you may tell your new current girlfriend, hey, you know, I was talking to my ex when I dropped our son off, and, you know, I told her what we were going through, and, and right there, your current would be like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you Why tell would her you what not? we are yeah. going through? Why would you do that? Your current does not want to appear lesser than your ex. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make your current look when you do that. Mm-hmm. To everybody you talk to, including the person you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Well, and I think that uh, that your... Dang it, I was going to say something. Good. <laughs> I think your current... Like, about, the, about that, like... Um, Making them look bad? Yeah, may, I don't know about making them look bad, but uh, but like, well, what one? Why would you be, you know, wanting to take advice from them anyway, mm. or talking about that in the first place with 
your ex. I don't freaking know. Dang it. I was going to say something. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, maybe it'll come back. I know. Gosh. Anyway, you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't talk to them, period, about. Yeah, like, like I said, you, you any of these conversations you have, you have to be able to have the foresight on what good is going to come out of it. Uh-huh. And that's where I think initially harmless, what you may appear or think is harmless venting is not especially when you talk to these kinds of that's what i was gonna say is okay and take it another step further how would you feel if your current partner went to their ex complaining about you complaining about you Mm -hmm. or anything talking about you period like that's just you wouldn't feel good like Mm -hmm. you would be like why Why are you talking to them about it? Mm-hmm. Why are you talking to them, period? And yeah. why are you talking about the problems we're having? Uh-huh. Yeah. What, what are you wanting them to do? Mm-hmm. Why would you... What would even pop in your head that that's a good idea? Yeah. That's... That's just... <laughs> it's pointless. Point. I don't know who I would think does this more. I don't know. I... Because I could see both sexes doing this. I know. I could, too. Evenly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't... I'm not even comfortable saying, well, I, I, it's close, but I still think guys or girls do this more. I don't... I yeah, really honestly don't I don't know. think... I don't... I think it's probably... 50-50. 50-50 yeah. with that. Yeah. Because I'm... I know that people do that. I know mm-hmm. they do. Both sides. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Yeah. So, we thought that that was a blatantly obvious one that you shouldn't... You just should not talk mm-hmm. to them about your relationship. Um, and I think that, I mean, another one that may be kind of obvious and then other people may think like, well, why not Mm -hmm. is your mom. Yep. This, I, I direct this more towards men. I do think for women, they want a perspective from their mother that I am not comfortable saying would not be beneficial. I think it could be. Mm-hmm. When I say you shouldn't be talking to your mom about your relationship problems, I'm really meaning the men. Mm-hmm. Men should, most men in some way, shape, or form, if they had a halfway decent relationship with their mother, tend to be a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. You run the risks of your smotherer or smother instead of a mother. Mm-hmm. Your smother not necessarily wanting to see the relationship fail, but making sure that that man knows who his number one woman in his life really is. Yeah. And that's a various, very... Or that woman. Make that woman... I mean, she wants him to realize that she's the most important woman in his life. Oh, she wants... But I was thinking... She's she always going to be there for you. But she... That's true. I was thinking, uh, like, of the partner, though, of the wife. Like, that the mom will want to... Like, if she hears this, you know, stuff happening in their relationship, she'll also want the wife to know... That she is the most important woman. Oh, okay. I see what you're in saying. his yeah. relationship too. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and so I think that that's where this can be a very problem problematic conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because just like the other ones, and you're probably going to hear this with all of these, there's a bias there in the person 
you're communicating with. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't think that the mom necessarily wants to see the marriage or relationship fail, but it starts to kind of establish this pecking order Mm -hmm. that, you know, she, she's in this position in this role for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I think she, even though she's a woman herself, she tends to lack the perspective of what the partner's story could be. Yeah, I know, because that's her baby. Because she's blinded by her baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and uh, women tend to, that mom tends to have a bigger mouth. Mm-hmm. She tends to tell other people. She tends to tell people that don't need to know. She tends to gossip about it. She tends to, you know, just let everybody else kind of know what's going on. Um mm-hmm. You know, moms are kind of notorious for sewing circle, gossiping, mm-hmm. nothing malicious or ill intent behind it. It's just... I mean, they're mama bear. Yeah. And so I think that it is in their nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, to to want to stand up for their child and be there for their child. And if that means be the their relationship ends with the the you know the son's relationship ends with the wife or mm-hmm. whatever that's okay with her because at least her baby is okay yeah i mean and, and with this the person complaining the 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 husband or the boyfriend that's complaining to his mom about their partner just ultimately ends up creating a very very negative perception of their partner mm-hmm. in his mother's eyes mhm um, and it's a hole that you dig that you can't really dig out of, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. And and there's some lifelong perceptions there that won't change after you do that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, do you think that, because uh, I, I know that, like, your mom was one of the only people that, like, you would kind of talk to about your relationship with your ex. Do you... But I, but I don't know if you shared like everything that was really no. going on with her. But I know that she saw firsthand. Yeah, she. she the only time I, the only time I really ever called her and said, "Here's what's going on," was when she told me she wanted a divorce. Mm, mm. I, I may, I may drop little things here, and, and I think those are damaging as well. Mm-hmm. I may have dropped little. I wouldn't be like, I never called her like, "Oh my gosh, you're not gonna believe what she did today." Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I didn't call her and be like, "Yeah, well, we've been having issues with this." Mm-hmm. Um, it would be kind of like in the midst of conversation of talking about something else. Well, you know, you know, I've you know, Seth got practice again tonight, and of course, I've got to go pick him up and feed him and do all that stuff by myself because she's volunteering to work late again. Mm-hmm. You know, so it would be things like that. It would be talking about something else, and I would I would make kind of like a little side dig. Mm. Um, at the time, I thought just to kind of get my point across and paint the picture as clearly as I wanted her to have. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at it of really venting. And I think with with her, with my mom during that time, it kind of felt a little safer to communicate with her because for some reason, just physically, we weren't near each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I didn't have to worry about saying something about my ex-wife and then them seeing each other the next day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know. And I don't know if that's just a convenient way to say that or if that's even true Mm -hmm. um if you ask me now i would tell somebody doing that to stop Mm -hmm. yeah i know Mm -hmm. 
Oh, uh, yeah, but I would too. The funny thing was, like, even with my mom, I never said anything about my ex that I didn't say to my ex. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not like I was holding things in, talking about how miserable I was, and she knew why I was miserable. My ex knew what I didn't like about her, uh-huh. doing this and that. And, yeah. But even, even the stuff I really had a problem with, I never, I didn't call my mom and say this and that. I just, I kind of felt the need after, after we, after I told her that we were getting divorced, I don't know, just being like, well, you, you know, here's what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. This is what she's done. Here's what she did this. She did that. And, mm-hmm. and filled her in on all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want her to have a negative opinion about her. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Yeah, you don't. I know. And, and like, well, I think that, you know, the mom going, telling your mom stuff, I think either, whether you're male or female, I don't think that, I, I don't, I wouldn't advise it. But also, like, your dad, telling your dad what's going on in your relationship is a no-no for, I would say, main, like how you say, mainly uh guys for the mom i would say girls or mm-hmm. women for your dad and and that, that's what i'm saying i think when when a girl talks to her mom she's looking for perspective mm-hmm. when a girl talks to her dad she's looking for rescue sympathy. or sympathy uh-huh. and i think it's the same thing for the guy when yeah. a guy is talking to his dad about relation he's trying to be like how did you deal with this with mom did you and mom ever go through this it's more of wanting guidance uh-huh but when a man is telling his mom it's he's not wanting his mom's guidance on how to deal with her i know i know he's wanting to be like mommy mommy my, uh-huh. my girlfriend is doing this and <laughs> yeah it's more whiny and i that's think the same true. thing for the girl that talks to her dad that's true that's very true i know uh-huh I know, and and like for me, like I didn't tell I didn't tell my dad anything about my previous relationship because mm-hmm. I didn't want to look like an idiot. Like I knew how bad I would have looked. Right. If, well, that that's your conscience, conscience yeah. telling you. Uh huh. And know. I don't want. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't. I guess like we can later on. I guess we can get to you know, who you can tell, but, um, but like, cause I definitely didn't do it right either mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Like, cause I'm not saying, Oh, I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, but I didn't do it right either. Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah, women telling their fathers that something is going on. I mean, come on that those, and, and I know that, that, Moms, you know, like can like you said, can, what did you say? Not be, did you say be mouthy or, you know, uh, they can have gossip a, about it, gossip or yeah, but like dads can really become. You know, moms can be overprotective too, but dads can like go to the physical type M- side of most it. Most dads aren't gonna tell other people in the family what their daughter's going through yeah that's true moms will uh-huh most dads will immediately become over over protective mm-hmm. with that um just instinctually like you said it's not that women don't do this it's just women do it differently mm-hmm. um and and i think that a lot of the dads will will threaten the physical piece mm-hmm. because they still feel like they're the gatekeeper mm-hmm. of their daughter, their little girl. Uh-huh. And I mean, that's, you know, that's why 
I think that it's very, very important for each partner to have a respective relationship with their in-laws mm-hmm. because of that and, and have some kind of mutual respect there. But I think that the the men is more the the dad will come at it from more of a perspective of I need to put my foot down about this mm-hmm. this yeah. needs to stop yeah uh-huh. um, and the main issue with both of these is you are like I said kind of earlier with the women about digging the hole you are responsible for the perception that your parents have of your partner uh-huh. unless they are witnessing it firsthand and that was what my mom and dad saw was mm-hmm. they saw my ex act like a fucking baby about food act you know pout and won't come out of her room so they saw it firsthand i didn't have to paint a picture they saw it mm-hmm. um, so they knew something was going on but if you're painting a picture that everything's great and then they see it and they're like well you're hiding something mm-hmm. and we're concerned that's one thing but if you are pretending like everything is okay and then you drop everything you're doing when you get in a fight and you call your daddy and start complaining about how awful your boyfriend or your husband is and the things that he's done to you, your dad's not going to forget. <laughs> he's not going to forget. No. He's not going to wipe that under the rug and be like, oh, I'm glad they worked it out. <laughs> That's always going to be there. And he will start to lose respect for your partner. He will start to be concerned about your safety and your well-being and all of these things. And their reaction to it's, like we said, different than the female's. But ultimately, your mom and dad are going to hate who you've chosen to be with. Yeah. So if you, at a drop of the hat, immediately start complaining about your party better. And we've seen this play out. We've seen people that were with someone and they broke up. And then they go and they tell everybody in the family what an idiot and how stupid and all these awful things that may or may not have even happened. Mm -hmm. And then your dumbass ends up getting with this person and getting married and everybody's supposed to be happy for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But you've just spent however much time painting them as this awful villain. Mm-hmm. So the only time I would say you paint that partner as a villain to your parents is after the divorce is final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I know. Because you're not helping your relationship. Well, and and like you're if if you get back with your partner, like you're the idiot. Yeah. I mean... Because you know, or you should know, that nobody is going to like mm-hmm. them. You had some of the biggest red flags right in your face, and you called all these red flags out, and then said, oh, they don't matter. Yeah, and so now, like, you you have made your bed, now you need to lie in it. Mm-hmm. And so, just, you shouldn't, one, you shouldn't be complaining anymore, because you're the idiot that ended yep. up with this person. Yep, nobody forced you to sign up for that. Uh-uh. And you had every opportunity to get out of it, and you chose not to. Uh-huh. But I think that, that that's where, you know, if you are that, you know, ping-pong type of person that gets upset, complains, get back together, complains, get back together, complains. I mean, whether it's on social media, talking about what's going on, mm-hmm. and you're blessed out there, and then you get back with the person, you look like a moron. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you And just, then you have the, the uh, joint account. <laughs> yeah, then you end up getting the joint account later on, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, talking to your parents is, is, you know, you want your parents to endorse and support your relationship as you move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very hard to do as a parent when you hear that somebody's mistreating your own child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Verbally, physically, mentally, whatever you want to put it in there, that makes me not like you. Yeah. Or makes that parent not like you. Well, I know. And it's like, 
honestly, like, if you, if you feel like, because you shouldn't tell your parents any of this stuff, but like, if you're going through all of these issues with this person, like, I think that that is a red flag, though, like, to the, oh, shoot, like, I can't tell my parents anything about my partner because none of it's good. (laughs) I think that, I think that that is a red flag to begin with. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I don't know, but yeah, don't, you should not tell your, talk to your parents about your relationship with your partner Mm -hmm. unless it's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, the number four is um, the bitter single friend. Yep. The bitter single friend, also known as the, the newly divorced. divorced friend. Uh-huh. Um, these are and this is this is a guy, guy yeah. yeah, guys and girls. I mean, jeez. You know, this is the person that has vowed off the opposite sex, never getting remarried again. Mm-hmm. Marriage is awful. Mm-hmm. All guys cheat. All women lie. Mm-hmm that all women are bitches yeah when you start to when immediately when you start to complain about your man to one of these newly divorced or bitter women they're gonna say things like well all men are alike Mm -hmm. Um, they're gonna give that generic shitty sex in the city advice Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what you're gonna get and for guys when you you know you have your buddy and you're like oh my gosh yeah the wife just it was I, i wanted to come out tonight for cigar and beers and God, she just was not having it. Like, oh, my life's so much better now that I'm single. Mm-hmm. They paint a picture of the loss they've gone through and try to spin it into a positive mm-hmm. because they're hurting. Mm-hmm. That's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. They don't want people to think they made a mistake. Uh, they don't want people to think that they failed at their marriage. So they want to basically say it, you know. Like they made the best yeah. decision ever and you're stupid for staying in this relationship mm-hmm. that you're complaining about. Yeah, I'm divorced. Yeah, I'm divorced by choice. Look mm-hmm. at my life. It's great. Yeah. I get to do whatever I want, go wherever I go. I mean, and we saw this, we saw this break up relationships. Now, I don't know if, if they needed, I know, exactly. I don't know if they needed to be together, together in the first place, these people, but this definitely did not help Mm -hmm. their relationship. And it's, it's just, it's something that happens very often. If you haven't developed a secure foundation and based your relationship this is cancer Mm -hmm. to that oh yeah Uh, it it won't withstand the storm uh because it makes that base so shaky it makes your partner it makes you start second guessing the validity of the relationship the validity of your partnership the you know all this stuff with your partner itself they start to second guess this because they see somebody else that goes through it and whether they're painting a picture that they're happier or they just keep reiterating the bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she did what? Oh, that's exactly what my ex did for <laughs> a reason. And we've seen this with our funny TikToks yeah, that we've yeah. done. Uh-huh. You know, we, we've been... Yes. Oh, my gosh. Or we've gosh. been posting more funny videos. Reels and, and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, and reels. We and we, we have this this one where we, we do the, I want another beer, and uh-huh. she's ready to go. And so many men oh my gosh like came out on on tiktok on facebook everywhere came out and were like that's how my bitch of an ex-wife was she's an ex for a reason didn't even want me to have a beer Mm -hmm. and and you would see these guys like get super defensive about it Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the problem that's the bitter guy yeah that is reacting that is reacting that way Uh uh-huh 
Yeah, I know. I know. That was that was really funny to see because like I mean, first of all, we're joking. I know all of you guys should know, at least uh, our avid listeners should know that that's not how we really are. Yeah. You know, we'd be having a drink together. Come mm-hmm. on. But like we know that that stuff happens. Yeah. And obviously it was so relatable mm-hmm. that all of these men r- did start to bash on me yeah. and call me a bitch and mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Wow, like that's that's pretty funny." But yeah. But I, but it's kind of sad at the same time because it's like, geez, these people, <laughs> you know, they just, they are, or were in bad relationships. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> at least some of them were like my ex. So mm-hmm. at least they're not with them anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, but yeah, a bitter but he, that those guys would be the bitter single friend. Yeah, that, that, that bitter friend, once again, just like the other three we've already talked about, their advice and response is going to be very, very biased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, absolutely. They are going to say awful things about your partner. Mm-hmm. They're going to, you know, they're going to take it a step further. If you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I was just trying to get out of the house and, you know, she kept asking me to do stuff and do this. I'm like, geez, controlling much? Really? Mm-hmm. That's how she responds to that. I mean, doesn't she? Does she not respect freedom at all? I mean, they're going to take a small comment and make it a bigger deal than it really is. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what they did in their last relationship, and that's probably why they're single. I know. Um, but those people are notorious for taking one little minute thing that could be considered a problem and then blowing it up so you think it's a much bigger problem than it really is. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. And they, uh, what, what was it that we that we just watched like in, in a movie where... She's like, and I was talking with my friends, and he's like, oh, great, here we go. Here we go. What was that? What it's was something that? that we've seen before. Oh, really? it was Wedding Singer. Was it that one, too? Yeah, when Linda is telling him why she walked, why she didn't show up for the wedding. She's oh. like, well, I was talking to my friends. He's yeah. like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so did. guys know. Guys he know did. that I know that your girlfriends uh-huh. are giving you shitty advice. Yeah. Well, I know. And then, like, because even in that same movie, he they talk about... Uh, the you know the friend calling his let it out talk get it out there he's like get what out he's like what that stupid bitch did to you yeah he's like don't call her a bitch because when we get back together things are going to be weird between us yeah and that's how it is though like (laughs) because you you just don't tell them this stuff i mean i guess that's why i always said that was different because they saw her not show up at the wedding i know that was was different i know that was he was actually doing the opposite but uh but i get it though like don't call her that because Mm mm-hmm what if we do get back together? Yeah. And but and that's how people like the actual person that is usually the complainer will say something like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's such an asshole and blah, blah, blah. But like us, like look, looking from the outside in, we're like, don't tell, don't talk to him like about or like that to those yeah. people because when you guys do get back together like idiots mm-hmm. you're gonna look like an idiot right yeah. uh, <laughs> so but like the the bitter single friend of course it's like yeah they are so unhappy and they're miserable and they just they don't want anything Misery to loves do company. yeah to do with any kind of relationship so with the, the opposite sex so like never take advice from them but on the flip side there is also 
the fun single friend mm-hmm. that you don't want to tell your or to, to talk about your relationship to mm-hmm. and uh they those people are more of well they're having a good time while they're single mm-hmm. i guess and maybe they maybe they are um a newly divorced well i i think when you talk about some of the newly divorced or bitter people tend to turn into this person a lot of them don't oh yeah but that's some true. of them end that's up doing true. it i i really meant it for that perpetually single person mm-hmm. who they're never really trying to be in a relationship. They just, they have their own. It's the person that you're like, yeah, they should be single. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not one of those people that's like, when are you going to marry, get married and settle down? If I have friends my age now that are not married and single down, why would I ever suggest that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you need to find a good girl. No, no, they don't. If you're out there having fun and you want to go out and act like you're 20 years old even though it looks kind of pathetic Mm -hmm. but if you're getting enjoyment out of that it's not my place to tell you to stop Mm -hmm. and chances are marriage will not fix you yeah yeah and so that's kind of what i meant when i when i when i when you just like your single fun friend yeah yeah it's well because like why would you even that glamorizes the single life yeah why would you even want to talk to them about it they're not gonna relate to you at all about Mm -hmm. it it's not anything relatable in their life because they're single and they're having fun and they love being single so why would you even bring it up to Mm -hmm. them and uh, because i see someone like complaining to them and being like gosh you know you you did it right you you know you really uh almost like how people say like to us about not having kids like Mm -hmm. you guys did it right or whatever like but to a, just the single person that is happy being single. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just not going to relate, though. Well, and it's funny because I, I think that from my perception and the people I know, women, when they get divorced or have a breakup, they attempt to be the fun single person for a temporary time frame. Mm-hmm. They, oh, I haven't been out there. I need to get back out there, girl. You need to just get back out there and you know let your hair down and let's go have fun. You know, fuck guys. Let's just let's just go out here and, and have a good time. And and they're like, yeah, I've been missing this. That wears off very quickly for women. Mm-hmm. Most women will very quickly find themselves in close to the same situation they were in before. So they don't really want to be perpetually single. Mm-hmm. Most women that are perpetually single, there's a very, very good reason they're perpetually single. That's weird, though. I don't know. Because, like, I even look at it, like, with women and uh, and when they have a partner pass away. Mm-hmm. And men and women, you know, like, most men, men will get lonely and they will want to find a partner right away. But a a woman, she's just kind of like, I'm okay being alone. I can... Mo- well, I think there's different motivations. Mm-hmm. A guy, and where I was heading with that is a woman who was in a bad relationship, ends it, becomes single. She wants to experience a single life, mm-hmm. but it's usually over and done with in 12 months or less. Mm-hmm. Then they're ready to settle back down. Men that go through the breakup... And I'm not talking about mourning or death or grief, but men who go through a breakup and get out of it and they're like, you know, I miss being single. They don't hop back into a relationship. Mm-hmm. 
they may date here and there, mm-hmm. but they don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. I think men that tend to be perpetually single maybe make that decision mm-hmm. to do that. I don't know. I, 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 I've seen that because I'm thinking of very specific examples in my head that I know firsthand mm-hmm. of seeing that play out mm-hmm. where a guy that was kind of acted single, then he like gets somebody pregnant or he tries to settle down and not the life for him. Mm-hmm. He recognizes that and just chooses to stay pretty much single. single. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most women mm-hmm. want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think men, especially if they're able to get sex without having to be in a relationship, they're happy. Mm-hmm. They're like, why would I Why would I force myself to get into that situation again when I'm actually getting laid more now as a single person than I was when I was married? Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing I wanted out of that relationship anyway. Mm-hmm. So if I can still get laid and, and do everything else I want to do, fuck yeah, that's jackpot. I mm-hmm. think that's how a lot of guys look at it. Yeah. Um, but I think women want to dip their toe in it mm-hmm. and then pull it back out and settle back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not hundred percent of the time, but I know. I'm just saying I know. in most cases I've seen. Yeah. I know. That's I how think it's panned out. I, yeah, I would say so too. I would say, but, but, but the reason, the reason that this fun single friend is on here is because like I said, they glamorize the single, the life. single life. Yeah. And the single life isn't for everybody as you know, as well as the married life isn't for them. Mm-hmm. But like, I would say the single life isn't for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain people that are like, that we are like, yeah, why would you even be married? Like, mm-hmm. just be single. And that's fine. You don't have to be, get married. But, um, but yeah, yeah, they're just, it's just not, it's not a good person to talk to. Mm-hmm. Period. It's just. Well, you said it earlier. They're not going to relate to you. Yeah. And. Everything's going to be like, I don't even know why you deal with that. Yeah. I don't have to. Or they'll say, I'm so glad I'm not married. Mm-hmm. It's not really that they give you bad advice. It's that they just keep reiterating. Man, I'm so glad I have to. I mean, that's And putting what, that's it what, in your head. like That's what you do with kids. Uh-huh. That's why people should not talk to you about the problems they have with their kids. Because yeah. you immediately are like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have kids. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not. I am i don't say that really to people. Well, you come back and tell me that. I do. <laughs> I do tell you that, but yeah, cause I don't, I'm not that mean. Um, cause I wouldn't, yeah, that's just, I guess unlike the, the relationship, they can't just choose to not have their kids though. Uh huh. Yeah. They can't divorce their kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. But that, uh, so that's where it lays into the, man, you guys did it right. Yeah. Not having any kids. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so don't don't tell tell the fun single friend either. Mm-hmm. Like oh, and honestly, I would say you shouldn't have that fun single friend in your relationship anyway. Oh yeah, you know, like that's how we say we have mostly couple friends, mm-hmm. and I mean, there I know that like you have you have you know your friend that you grew up with forever, and I don't really consider him. I don't know. I I don't but I don't think that you would ever like talk to him about No. You know. I'm not saying you don't have these people in your life. Uh-huh. These are people you do not discuss your relationship problems with. Yeah. It's not that you can't be close with these people. It's mm-hmm. not that you can't do stuff with these people. It's not that they can't be your friends. at your parties and in yeah. your life and in all of those things. Yeah. It's just you do not talk about your relationship problems with them. I don't mm-hmm. have any relationship problems to talk about. I know. But right. if I did, yeah. you I wouldn't talk, talk to them to... about it. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, uh, moving on number, uh, person number six is coworkers of the opposite sex. Case in point. Us. Us. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, it is, I mean, we are the prime example of why, well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is why you Unless should. Unless <laughs> you should be with your coworker of the opposite sex. <laughs> oh, man. I know. But. Uh, if you're trying to stay in your current relationship. Y- yeah, then it's a no You should no. not be talking that's to the, no, no. your coworkers of the opposite sex about how awful your relationship is. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was thinking about it and Maybe I was that, like. I didn't do that with you. I know. You did. I did kind of. I don't think I was. I he, you would overhear me talk to him mm-hmm. and say how much of an God, idiot are you stupid he was. Then yeah. you'd hang up the phone and be like what an idiot <laughs> gall 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 no but i mean because and it wasn't and it's something even just as simple as that getting off of the phone with your partner and being like ah mm-hmm. you know it's it doesn't have to be you know you directly telling them all of your problems or whatever and i think that that's where people and, and you're hitting on something very important even people that are like well i don't sit down and have conversations with course about this it's not necessarily that it's it's as simple as pulling out your phone like listen how would you take this text mm-hmm. yeah it's it's showing the vulnerabilities in the relationship yeah Yes. That's what you should not do. It's not about sitting down over a cup of coffee and talking about and pouring your heart out over everything. It's And that's a no no too. Yeah, that's a huge no no. Yeah. But it's all those little things. It's those little comments. It's it's the hanging up the phone going gall. It's the it's the reading your text and like, My gosh, he's so fucking stupid. Listen to this. Listen to what he said. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really any of that talking shit, poking holes in it. Uh, showing the weak spots in the relationship, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. things like that, because those co coworkers, the opposite sex, are vultures. They're mm-hmm. sharks in the water, waiting to smell blood. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they get it, they're in. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was a shark. Yeah, <laughs> I was a shark. I knew, I knew exactly. You know how? No, I don't want to say how easy it would be to steal you because that wasn't it. It was even like the intent. But it was, I knew that there, I knew you weren't happy. And you'd never said, I don't like my fiance. Or you'd never said anything blatantly bad mm-hmm. about him. I just could tell by your tone and your attitude and how you looked and acted after you spoke with him or after he would come in and say hi or whatever that you were just kind of constantly annoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that you were obviously more of a mother than a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I just, I, I picked up on all that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's like, oh, this is a low value person. Um, that this guy's with a girl that's much higher value than her and she doesn't realize it. And mm-hmm. all I have to do is show her she's high value too. Mm-hmm. Or that she is high value. She's higher value than she thinks. Um, and so I think that that's, but that's how that cohort the opposite sex is, mm-hmm. you know, they, know, they'll say, oh man, if you were my, if you were my husband, I would never do that. Or if you were oh, my girlfriend, I, I wouldn't do, you know, that that's, you're, you're once again, just opening up the door for 
bad things to happen oh gosh yeah i know uh-huh i guess in our case it was good but um i think that because like we were talking about this and we were like at first we thought uh co-workers of the opposite sex that are good looking mm-hmm. that you feel are is good looking but we really wanted to put them all in there all together because you don't know the relationships that you're going to develop with these people in the beginning like to begin with mm-hmm. and even the person that you thought that you wouldn't like you know sexually or you know uh physically have a love say. interest in um they could become that person if you allow them to step in kind of like mm-hmm. through through these little holes that you have now shown yeah. are available i mean and that's where and one of the other reasons that i use us as a good example is because of our story mm-hmm. you were engaged and i was married mm-hmm. this is the number one reason why people justify having a friend at work of the opposite sex oh they're married mm-hmm. we should go do stuff with him and his wife mm-hmm. i bet we would get along i bet we have a lot in com- common they would be a fun couple to hang out with mm-hmm. and there's an ulterior motive there mm-hmm. that whether you want to admit it or you, you don't even fully see it yet there's a level of attraction there that says hey female brain i would like to see this male person outside of work more mm-hmm. even if that means i'm bringing my boyfriend along and he's bringing his girlfriend along or or whatever that situation is but those are the things that you know your partners or you the audience have used to justify why it's okay and that's Mm -hmm. why we say it's all co-workers it really is Mm -hmm. don't come at me with they're married or they're older Mm -hmm. or they're younger or they're in this kind of position like i've seen that happen too before where someone you know has a a high position within an organization and they're very close with someone very low on the totem pole. And mm-hmm. they're like, they tell their partner, well, they're be- they're beneath me because, you know, I'm an executive and they're just a lowly mm-hmm. administration person. Mm-hmm. What what would I ever have in common with that? And lo and behold, it's it. So there's really nothing off limits in that world. No. Um, so complaining about your partner and opening up about your relationship problems to coworkers in general is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would almost push it and, and say that includes same sex. I know. Because I everybody t- talks about everybody. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. They do. I know. And and even if you did uh, tell, you know, one girl that you thought that you could confide in to, yeah, the, she may tell that guy that... Has ha- a crush on yeah, you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then there you go. It's like, oh, they're having problems? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's going to get it. She doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. So coworkers are completely off limits for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the last one that we want to talk about is the reconnected old friends. Yep. So like friends from your past, like maybe you went to high school together and then you found each other on Facebook or whatever. Those old friends... You should not. Yeah, I think initially I, I had thought about this from the perspective of the opposite sex as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened to me when I got divorced was I think you and I had just started seeing each other. Because mm-hmm. I remember saying that 
I'm already dating again, mm-hmm. but it was it was very new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a girl that no no history, no no past relationship, no as far as I know, no crushes, no nothing, you know, ever happened in any remote sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, she reached out to me after I had gotten divorced, and she was married with a couple of kids and made and just and at the time I thought it was just kind of an old friend caring about what I went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she was like, ah, oh, it's too bad to see that you... And my, and my ex had met her. Oh, really? Yeah, whenever we had oh. come back before. Um, and, I mean, it wasn't like somebody that I saw every time I would come back to Oklahoma. I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in years and years and years. But mm-hmm. I know that they, my ex and her at least met once, mm. I believe. Um, but, you know, it was... I thought it was just, you know, it kind of started off with the, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know, I just, I saw that you, you know, did, did you, you got divorced, Is, how's everything going? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Because I didn't immediately come out and say, hey, I'm splitting up. By the time people knew that I was divorced, I was with you. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm glad that that happened mm-hmm. because you don't, you don't know what other sharks are out there. Ugh, I know. Either. Oh, well, uh, I mean, like you, I remember you even telling me about this though, like when i don't know if it was like right when it happened but i remember hearing about it early on Mm -hmm. and um i just me i don't know if it's just like me as who i am and the quote-unquote jealous person that i am uh i was like who's this who the fuck is this bitch yeah Yeah, like she she likes you Mm -hmm. you know like you and i was like no she doesn't she's married she got two kids i've just known her for a long time yeah and so i gave the typical answer that like that you think because and it, it's a sincere at the time it was a sincere answer I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about because i'm like you don't even you don't know her i haven't talked to her forever there's she doesn't like me she's <laughs> she's married we just you know we don't have a history but we've i've known her a long time she was mm-hmm. literally just knew i got divorced was asking if i was okay and this is again another reason why guys and girls can't be friends yep. <laughs> and then you know, nothing ever escalated or or really happened in the conversation. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, I'm already, I've already got a new girlfriend. She's great. Um, I'm already, I'm happier. Everything's fine. My son's doing okay. And then I thought that was it. It was yeah. literally, you know, at face value, just an innocent, quick exchange. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was over. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to hear from her for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, I get a message from her talking about how awful her relationship is mm-hmm. and how controlling her husband is and how unhappy she is and how she thinks she made a mistake and all this stuff. And oddly enough, mm-hmm. one of my friends recently went through this as well, but she was an ex. Oh, oh, really? And same type of thing, though. Hadn't talked since high school. Uh-huh. She's married, kids. Facebook, perfect life. Uh-huh. Always smiles, oh, always families. Gosh. Always vacations, always everything, and you find out this this girl is miserable. But anyway, she she lays all this stuff out about how awful her relationship is. Then I don't even think I had. I think I was able to respond very sh- a short brief, like, "Oh, that's too bad," and and uh, I I was like, you know, I think I said something like. I, I, I don't think kids are a reason because I think she said like, but I don't want to leave because of my kids and, mm. and all this. And I was like, well, I don't think kids are, you know, I, I had that kind of same train of thought, but I don't think kids are a reason to stay in off relationship. They need an example of a good one or something. I, and I said something quick. And then like, before I knew it, 
your Facebook profile's gone. Mm-hmm. Husband found it, mm-hmm. saw the message, saw what she said, unfriended me, had to block me, had to take her Facebook page down, everything mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah. I know. And so while that reconnection didn't really have a negative impact on me, mm-hmm. it definitely did. On her. On her and her husband. Yeah. Um, and now I'm I'm probably the, the public guy. enemy number one. Oh, yeah, I know. And I didn't even like do say anything, anything wrong. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but that, that reconnection thing, even if it's someone of the same sex that you're just friends with, there, sometimes there's just so much distance that you don't know the entire story or the motives behind what their advice would be or why they would say the things they do or how they would even perceive your relationship. If they spent the last 15 years making horrible, awful decisions, you're definitely not going to want to say anything about that. A lot of times this reconnection feels safe because it's it's not someone who's involved in your daily life. They don't know anything, and you probably tend to kind of subconsciously think of them as an th- objective third party. Mm-hmm. And they're not. Because you're like, well, they're not even close to the situation. I'm just going to lay this out there and see what they think. Mm-hmm. But you're still running that risk of it completely exposing the vulnerabilities of your relationship and opening that door mm-hmm. for a potential shark to come through. Yeah. Because you don't know what they've been through over this last time. You don't even know how they feel. I mean, how often do you f- hear people say, especially after they become single, Oh, man, yeah, we reconnected. We used to know each other in high school. I had no idea she even had a crush on me. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So many. So many. That happens all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's not that you have to be conceited and think that everybody had a crush on you. But is it possible? Hell, yeah, it's possible. It's highly possible. Uh Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just think that, yeah, it is totally, yeah, both... You know, the opposite sex and same oh, sex. Oh, this is completely even for men yeah, and women. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can... Well, I mean, and to not tell either one. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Not just because, like, I mean, you know, you gave your example of of the of the woman and you, but, like, even if I were to, you know, say something bad to a female mm-hmm. friend, like, you should not do that, period. Well, and, and when I give the example that I gave, one of the things that... You know, you have to do is look at it from his perspective when he sees the message and she's like, well, he was just a friend of mine that got divorced. Mm-hmm. It, if I was him, I'd be like, why do you, why do you care? Mm-hmm. What does his divorce have to do with you? Are you mm-hmm. glad that he's single now? Do you think that now he's not married? Do you have a shot? Cause that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And she's probably like, no, no, I was just, that is a, he's, absolutely what it looks yeah, like. He's got a new girlfriend now. I was just seeing if he was doing okay. Once again. Why do you care? Yeah. What does it matter to you? You <laughs> yeah. obviously have some kind of feeling for this person. Yeah. Want to reach if you out. care to that, they're going through something mm-hmm. like you just don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that that's, you know, you, you, like I said, you're just opening the door for mm-hmm. bad things to happen to your relationship, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have a good solid foundation, but people that have a good solid foundation. I don't think they do that shit in the anyway. No, 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 they don't. We don't. <laughs> uh, That's another good idea for an episode are things that solid foundation couples do that others don't. Yeah, I know. Huh? That's that is that would be a good one. And then we can talk shit about doing guys night and girls night stuff and 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Five qualities of a high-functioning marriage or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Coming soon. Yes, coming soon. Solid foundation couples. Uh, But so, you know, we tell you everything, all of these seven people that you should not talk about your relationship to and so you know like, we do want fuck? to yeah. who do i talk to yeah i know there's if so many i can't many talk people. to my parents i can't talk to my family i can't talk to my my co-workers i can't talk to you know my my girlfriends or my guy friends i can't mm-hmm. talk to people that i've known for 20 years who mm-hmm. what's who's left relationship coaches no i thought you were gonna say <laughs> each other I know, I know that. Well, that's well, that's the first thing that I said yeah. initially. But yeah, aside from like yeah, relationship coaches and stuff, we wanted to to say, but um, is each other. Mm-hmm. You you need to talk to each other. Like, yeah. tell each other what is going on in in your brain, in your yeah. mind, in your in your you know you you have your emotions and everything that you're going through. Tell them that. Speak it out. Yeah. The highest result or the the conversations is going to yield the highest quality results is with the person you're having the issues with. Yes. Not other people, not directly connected to the situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that should be like such a no-brainer. And I think people would probably just get defense with that and be and downplay. Well, I'm not, it's not like I'm wanting to overhaul my marriage and I'm talking to these people. Sometimes it's just, I just want to vent. Mm-hmm. I just want to. You know, and, and that's another thing like that we don't go through. Mm-hmm. I, we don't put each other in a position where we need to feel the need to go talk to someone and vent. Mm-hmm. We don't even put ourselves in a situation where we need to vent to one another mm-hmm. about each other because mm-hmm. we don't let it get to that point. No. But I do think that if you have a problem, if you have an issue, if you have an annoyance, if you have a hot button, whatever's going on in your relationship, your best chance for improvement is the person that's causing it. Yes. Having that conversation with them, uh-huh. so that that should be a no-brainer. Yeah, yes, yes. But that yes, aside, yeah. yeah. Who can you confide in? Who can you seek advice from? Who who do you need that third-party input from? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not about giving you a layout plan of all this advice. You know, if you're wanting a therapy session, yes, there are avenues out there that you can follow for that. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about <clears throat> well, I don't want to open up to a stranger. I, I almost think that some people are more comfortable opening up to strangers than I other know. people because they feel less judged. Yeah. You know oh, absolutely. I mean? Yeah. Uh huh. And and they feel like yeah they they can tell you know about their partner without them being like what an asshole. You mm-hmm. know. I mean, even though the the person may think that too, but like at least it's at least they don't know them personally, and it's not going to affect any of their relationships mm-hmm. so yeah telling someone uh, yep. uh, you know an actual professional mm-hmm. about it like that's definitely a a better choice than any of these yeah, yeah. but it, but i think that you know the only other people that i would recommend you communicate with it that you know aren't your partner aren't aren't professionals are non-threatening people of the same sex mm-hmm. or same sexual interest who have gone through something similar. Mm-hmm. Have gone through something similar. And successfully and come out on the other side. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not they're currently going through it. 
no not currently going through it that they've they've gone through it and and like because i because seth said this you know when we were kind of preparing for the episode and i was like well but how is that any different than one of the bitter bitter you know newly divorced or you know those types of people and it's it's someone that you you really would value their opinion and you see their relationship now mm-hmm. and you're like they have been through something similar something bad like this and they would probably be the only person that I would want to take advice from mm-hmm. not someone that's that's had a shitty relationship and they yeah they've been through something shitty but they're not you wouldn't want to talk in to a someone, healthy relationship yeah. now. You wouldn't want to talk to someone who won the lottery and then blew everything, went bankrupt on how they became rich. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the same thing with the relationship. You you want to talk with someone who has a proven track record, who found happiness, who came out of a really bad situation, who um, worked through their relationship with their partners, and now they're a happy couple. Mm-hmm. Um, you you want to get that. I mean, even when you look at things like like these support groups, whether it's an AA or something like that, when people get in those groups. There's different levels of experiences and tenure within that circle. You've got one guy in there that's recently sober Mm -hmm. or maybe not sober yet talking with someone who's been doing it for three months, six months, 60 years. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get different input. But the the quantity of of frustration and things like that may come out of how new those wounds are. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want a hopeful conversation, you want to talk to someone who's like we said on the other side of that mm-hmm. it's like yeah, i went through that with my ex you know you know we, we went through this this awful breakup we went through all these things that happened but you know what here's how i got through that and here's why i'm doing so good now yeah or here is like you know if you if they ask you well what would you what if they're really you know really wanting to save their marriage and stuff like what would you have done differently in that marriage to help me out, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you may be divorced and happy with someone else now, but you know, how would, how would hindsight's twenty twenty, And so you can see it clearly now. Mm-hmm. What would you have done in your relationship to make things better? Right. Um, but yeah, I think that cause I don't know the, yeah, like like you said, you know, you wouldn't uh, take advice from someone that won the lotto, <laughs> lotto that went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you wouldn't take relationship advice from someone yeah. that uh, hasn't gone through, isn't doing well. Mm-hmm. I guess right. Yeah, I mean, you, you you want those shared experiences, you want the trust, you want the track record, all those things that come along with those conversations. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's an age old you know, statement of, of be careful who you take advice from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how, that's where this applies. You have to make sure that they're trustworthy. You have to make sure that they don't have a bias. You have to make sure they don't have any skin in the game mm-hmm. on either side. You want someone that's going to be honest with you and not just take your side. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the problems with talking to family members. That's one of the problems with talking to friends who coddle you mm-hmm. um, is you talk to them because innately, you know, they're going to be on your side. And when you paint your partner bad, they are going to say, well, what a dick. What, oh, you're, you, you, that everything you're saying is right. Everything they say is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and you want someone that's going to challenge 
what you're saying with the fact that they know they're only getting one side of the story. Mm-hmm. I know. And those pe- people are few and far between. That's what I was just thinking. Like, there's so many people out there that, like, that don't, they, they wouldn't give good advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they would be scared to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. you know, and they they really wouldn't be open and honest with well, you. It, it's the same thing that we see in whether it's stuff with the podcast or it's stuff with with your nutrition stuff. You know, it, it it's what I what I ask people all the time. Do you want someone that's going to be honest and tell you what to do and get results, or do you want someone to tell you that it's fine and this is normal and it's okay? Uh huh. Because if you really want the change, you have to be willing to do things you aren't currently doing. I know. You have to be willing to take advice that you normally couldn't take. Mm -hmm. Because what you're doing right now isn't working. Mm -hmm. No, I know. Exactly. And someone saying, well, you know, every relationship has its bumps. You just got to tough it out. You know, me me and your dad, we went through a rough patch just like this, but we we found our way out. Mm -hmm. No, you just accepted failure. Yeah. And that's your new norm. Well, I know. And like like you said... uh, with kind of the example of the fitness and the nutrition stuff and all that, it is um, so many people that I see on a daily basis reach out to me as, as the expert and all they want to do is talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's and so weird to me yeah, that they don't want to do anything about it. And that's exactly how so many people are with their relationship. Mm-hmm. They want to talk about how bad their relationship is, but they don't want to do anything about it. Yeah. They they just want to be miserable. And so if you really don't want the change, have at it. Talk to any of these people. Mm -hmm. But if you if you really want to make some good relationship strides, (laughs) strides in your relationship, I would say to you know only talk to the people that that we just gave the example of. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yeah I don't have anything else mm-hmm. to add though. that's it yeah cool awesome well um, as always thank you all so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel like us on Facebook follow us on Instagram uh, and Twitter on marriage and uh, we will talk to you next week thanks, thanks.